Welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast, where we discuss dynasty strategy, rankings, and all things NFL. So get ready to geek out on fantasy football with your host, Rich Dotson. And welcome to the Dynasty Nerds Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, Rich Dotson, here at my fellow socially distanced co-host, Matt O'Hara. Hey, hey. And Garrett Price. How's it going? Going good. We just felt uh, it, it's best for all of us and our families if we do not get together over these uh, next two weeks that we're doing shows just to play it safe. So nobody's getting sick. Uh, COVID, you know, that, that that vaccine's out right around the corner. We're so close. No, no need as we all get together for the holidays and to celebrate our Dynasty Fantasy Football Championships to possibly get each other sick. So we are doing a show remote for this week. We'll be doing a show remote next week. And then the week after that, the week between Christmas and New Year's, like every year, we will be off that week. There'll be no Nerd Herd show. There'll be no regular show. We'll be back in 2021 to kick off all the fun shows, you know, like the Rookie Redraft show, and we'll have so many other shows. This week, we're going to be recapping week 14 here a little bit, have some questions. we got some listener questions. Next week, we're going to talk about some players, you know, the good, who was good in 2020, and who was bad in 2020 that we that weren't supposed to be good and who weren't weren't supposed to be bad and whether they're going to be buys or sells. But before again this past week, you know, that ended on Monday night with a fantastic game that I was at that it makes me completely exhausted today cuz I get home to 1:30 in the morning. Uh, let's have a word from our sponsor and that's our friends at my bookie. Now, just like the Browns last night where they just couldn't pull it through, that safety cost me my uh gains that I lost uh, on there through my friends at my bookie, but that's okay. That's okay. You can't win them all, but no. you can win most of them. If you play your cards, right. And you can do that at my bookie. It's the most wonderful time of a year that can't end soon enough. We all deserve a win. We all deserve a little extra money in our pocket and we all deserve to have a little fun. The only place you're guaranteed to get all three is at my bookie. They're the only sports book that doesn't care whether you were naughty or nice this year. They've got gifts for everyone. Bet the NFL, NBA, all your favorite college sports, and more. Sign up today and receive the ultimate stock and suffer, a 50% deposit bonus up to $1,000. That's a great place to start, but we all know Christmas is about what's under the tree. And at my bookie, that means a huge deposit bonus, epic giveaways, and free contests. It's simple. Sign up. Enter the promo code NERDS and get your deposit matched halfway up to $1,000. Head over to MyBookie to make the most of the holidays this year and strut into 2021 with some cash in your pocket. This winter, bet with the best, and that's bet with MyBookie. Use that promo code NERDS, people, and you're going to get 50% extra cash. Tons of places out there offer you know, this gambling and embedded out there, but nobody does it at MyBookie. That's why we're happy to support them, and I'm telling you, even after this last week where I, I lost uh, I lost a good chunk, but I'm up significantly still. And I'm, you know what? I'm going to get all back this week. It's okay. It's okay. Just like my Browns. We're going to bounce back. So Absolutely. getting into week 14, guys, here, um, let's talk about a couple of little, little recaps. Matt Stafford's unlikely to play this week. He's got some rib injuries. So if you're in the playoffs and you got guys out there, well, actually, what do you got? Marvin Jones? I don't <laughs> say. I've, I've had to start Marvin Jones a couple of places in some deeper leagues. And he's been he's been fantastic, so that that does hurt that. But you're right. Other than that, that it's him and maybe Hawkinson 
Would you yeah, still Hawkinson start- still a safety net for any backup quarterback? That's what I'm thinking. I, that's the only other one that would maybe be affected by that. So he's got the rib injury. He might be out. Debo Samuel likely to miss the rest of the season with a hamstring injury. He just cannot stay healthy. Hurts my Scott Fishbowl team, which I did advance to the conference finals. Hopefully uh, I've had a really good last two couple weeks, and I'm hoping uh, the w- last week I had the number one scoring team. This week I had the second highest scoring team. So I need to be the highest scoring team this week to pull through. And, you know, maybe nice. one of these dynasty nerds guys would be a Scott Fishbowl champion. That'd be pretty sweet. That'd be awesome, man. Yeah, I'm sure I'll let that live uh, under the rug and never talk about that again. <laughs> yeah, um, that seems like it's in your repertoire. Just yeah, to let that's, that that's one a go. rich thing to do. Really play yeah. it low key. Uh, yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm a self patter backer. You know, that's what I do. Self patter backer. Look at this. Patter. Look at this. Way to go, Rich. You're the best. Handsome, <laughs> fast, great. Monday Night Football watcher. You know, all of the above. More news is just when you thought you were gonna get Christian McCaffrey back in the nick of time for the just. playoffs. You know, he's pulling a Debo Samuel and he's pulling his hamstring. It's like, come on, dude, pull something else. You got other things you could pull that'd be way more enjoyable than a hamstring. <laughs> so he's, he's out. He's probably not going to play again this week. And think for me in our old stakes, our 17 year old league, Matt, I played the guy who had Christian McCaffrey. Now, granted, he had Austin Eckler and James Robinson. So he wasn't in the worst place, but he also had Christian McCaffrey who averages 30 points per game. So he couldn't play him. So a lot of people were probably, if you're able to pull through, we're hoping to have Christian McCaffrey come back, and he didn't come back. And look at where you are now, right where you so, were all year long. So, no, what are you going to do? So, did you end up pulling out the win in that one? I actually didn't check that league. I did. Nice. That's the W. Ooh, it nice, was great. Man. I pulled through. Uh, you know, when I built, I went all in with my running backs of having Saquon Barkley and Joe Mixon. They both not, they've not been there all year. So, I've been riding with Duke Johnson and Melvin Gordon. Got to the playoffs Ooh. with them. I've gotten it done. George Kittle's my tight end. He's been gone. I've been riding with uh, Robert Tunyon and Robert okay. Kukowski. They got done. This is, I have my saving grace. Ryan Tannehill's been my quarterback, who's been very consistent. And then my receiving core of Debo, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, Tyree Kill, and Robert Woods. And DJ Moore, too. So they've, they've literally been carrying me through uh, everything. I feel like... I'm, pl- I'm playing uh, the guy who has Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams this week who had a bye. I, I sent him, him a text. I hope they both uh, both have a terrible game. And he said, <laughs> good for you. I literally – I have my, my home league. I have Aaron Rodgers as my quarterback. I have Devontae Adams. So I have that, that beautiful duo there. I had Jonathan Taylor starting for me this week, which he mm. went off at a massive uh-huh. game. Like I had Stephon Diggs who went off on Sunday night. Still lost. So oh, here, still how many how many people are in this league? Three, four? How did you lose with that league? league? All right. Oh, those are the worst. No need to keep talking about that league. Uh, <laughs> I, I, yeah, for my league, I have Aaron Rodgers and Scott Fishbowl. So I can't root for him to be bad. I just got to root for Devontae Adams not to do as good because I don't have him. There you go. I want to be honest with you. If I had to pick between win our old league, Matt, or the Scott Fishbowl, I never thought I'd say this, but I'm taking Scott Fishbowl. Oh, what? what? Yeah, dude. No it's, way. Listen, I know my it name is prestigious. It. He, yeah. he just, he yeah. just big timed us. Hey, yes, he li- sure winning that and get my name on the trophy is one of the most important things I could do in life, you know, besides live. Uh, but other kids, I mean, when you can beat out kind of 1,500 things. other people and the best analysts in the world, I'm, I'm a self gloater. We already said I'm a, I'm a self patter backer. Singer <laughs> saying I won our 17 year league. That's great and all, you know, nobody cares, but winning that thing, 
Oh, dude. I'm telling, I'm going to have that on my tombstone. Uh, I'm gonna T- special t shirts made, everything. Oh, right? yeah. I mean, just my face, Scott Fish Champion. Yeah, we should change this to Rich Dodson Bull, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me. Look at me. I haven't even got to the semi. I haven't even got to the finals yet. And we were all excited. Uh, <laughs> let's move on. James Conner is questionable this week with a quad injury. So he might. Be, you think if you have James Conner and you've been starting him a year in the playoffs, any of this? You, you, like no, I was going to say, he's been, he's been questionable all year. It's fine. The, the nice part is, it, up. it took that, that decision out of your hands. You don't even have to wonder if you should start him. That just makes it nice. That is. Yep. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I, like when, I like when things are real simple on, on, yeah. you know, on your starting start and sit situations. Yep. Raheem Mostert, he received an MRI on his ankle today. Uh, outlook is unclear. Any news on that, guys? You guys hear anything? I've been busy all day. I woke up real early from going to bed at 1.30 from a late Monday night football game. I had to go buy a new puppy. So I've been out of the loop all day. I, how is the new puppy? Everything going good? Oh, she's such a little princess. Beautiful. It's, it's another oh. little girl. Same oh, kind of dog oh, yeah. as uh, your other one? Or no? Yeah, yeah. Still a little I, schnoodle. Yeah. yeah. Little dog, I, couldn't, little I couldn't tell because it had darker hair. I, I couldn't tell if it was the same. Yeah, I didn't want to go twins. I, didn't wanna, I, went, I went twins, but Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger twins. So <laughs> a little different. Color-wise. Yeah. Right, right. Awesome. Uh, so I haven't heard. heard any, I haven't heard anything on the Raheem Mostert. The, stuff, the, no. the rumor is that it, it could be the end of the season. That's that's the rumor behind it. It's only a couple of weeks. So maybe Jarek McKinnon won't just be on special teams this week. Yeah, or, I know. What? Oh, that's brutal. Well, somebody else got hurt too. Ronald Jones doing his best. Uh, his best Austin Powers uh, impersonation <laughs> over there broke his pinky, but he could still play. I mean, it's not like he's catching anything with his good pinky anyways, right? It's like he has, I think he's he, got five pinkies on his hands. <laughs> I think he's getting surgery. Um, so there is that kind of question mark going into the week, but he should be able to play, like you said, even even if he does get uh, some sort of surgery on his pinky, he should be fine. Well, hey, Ronald, clearly, why can't you catch any balls? Oh, I got five pinkies, man. Well, and clearly <laughs> at this point, they don't want to play Leonard Fournette. They, he, he didn't even suit up this week. They're like, you know what, Leonard, just, just take the week off. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. crazy right you, you so he's inactive um he's such a he, good tight end <laughs> like the, he's a top six tight end for sure well Cameron uh, break came back that's why that's why uh, he's inactive see right. jigs up lf <laughs> so is it is it just that he's such a knucklehead and and such a bad teammate that now he's being inactive on this team as well either that or he had so many drops a couple weeks ago that they were like you know we have enough of those with ronald jones we'll, we'll just we'll put old man mccoy back there we at least know he can catch it yeah, and like, he dude, actually, you don't even have five pinkies. You're, what the hell is wrong with you? LaShawn McCoy, I know he was. He had like a, a pretty small sample size, but he looked all right he catching look, the ball and actually getting to the outside. Yeah, so I, dude, I would imagine 12 weeks gonna, of rest does that to you. <laughs> that's a good point. He's got to rest those 32-year-old bones. Do you know if you lost your pinky, you lose 50% of the strength in your hand? I did not know that. Yeah, it's one of the most important digits you can have. What about your thumb? thumb? Well, no, then you probably lose 50% of your strength there too. Google it. So if you, these ones... They're oh, useless. Not as, yeah. Not these, unless you're not unless you're from the west guys. side. If you're from the west side, those are very, very useful. <laughs> but yeah, if you pinky has more than the thumb, that doesn't make sense. Dude, guarantee it. Google it right now. If you lose your pinky, <laughs> you lose 50% of your strength in your hand. Fact. I have all kinds of useless information in my brain like that. There we go. You know what? Try to squeeze with this ring finger against your thumb. There's not much strength there, to be honest. Like no. you're squeezing. Well, yeah. they're trying like imagine like you're grabbing something, right? Like, like this, I can squeeze way. I can squeeze way harder like this. If you're watching this. the YouTube channel, you're getting really entertained here. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> no, yep. But then if yep. you use your pinky, you're like, oh, I'm a man. Yeah. I'm a man. I'm like, I can become a superhero. 
put up your dukes. Like if you're like, oh, put up your dukes without your pinky, you're like, oh, I'm not hurting anybody. Okay, I got Ronald Jones. Throw me the ball. Uh, on that note, Devontae Parker, uh, he's up in the air this week with a hamstring strain. So who knows going to catch the football out there right now? Jakeem Grant. Uh, I think and, it's, Lynn, I think, and Lynn Bowden, right? And Lynn Bowden. They call him yeah, Lynn Bowden. <laughs> Lynn Bowden, Bowden. Um, so he had seven receptions, 82 yards this past week. And, and really, I think he led the team or was at least second in the team in targets. So, dude, yeah, so we're so involved. close to Christmas, we're going to see miracles. <laughs> the bummer is Gasecki looked really good too. And uh, he, he's now hurt as well. So he can't. Dude, he's that. looked fantastic these so wait, couple of weeks. I mean, he's I, making these catches, like he's going full extension. He looks like he's out there like Michael Jordan uh, multiple times a game. Fantastic Kasiki's looked. Um, what happened with Kasiki? Because I didn't catch the. Yeah, I believe there. he's out this week. He uh, he got hurt like towards the end of the game. Let me let me look it up while you guys are talking. To was it his shoulder? It. Matt, let's guess. I think it was his shoulder. Um, I'm gonna I guess. Remember- it was, I'm gonna guess it was his pinky. I mean, if anything, because <laughs> then he definitely can't go. He can't catch the ball. Fifty percent of strength's gone. Fifty percent of strength. Dude, yeah, that's- you need that strength. He's been working out. He's been getting yeah. bigger. He's getting better. He's a nice, he's a, I mean, he's somebody that we talked about taking a big step forward this year and he's looked really good these last couple, like these last six weeks or so. And him and two are going to be a great combination for dynasty. I, I like his going forward a lot going to 2021. Uh, and that, that's right. He did. Ahead. It was his, he dislocated his shoulder. I remember him on the sideline. He was, he was yeah, in pain. So. so yeah, they haven't officially said one way or another yet, but uh, kind of the, the rumor mill is that he more than likely won't play, but we'll see. Oh, dude, what? No way people I see in the movies, they get their shoulder dislocated and they just pop it right back right in and back keep in, fighting. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. They're fighting aliens still. I mean, come on. You can't catch a football? Eh, whatever. Hey, we're not all yeah, we're not all men with our pinkies. Yeah. <laughs> if you don't have your pinky, I apologize. But, you know, hey, you can't, can't win them all. So, any more news and notes you guys want to talk about before we go into some of our listener questions we have? Because you know, at the end of the year here, we got to hear from the, the fans and see what kind of questions they have. I have no idea what these questions are. Garrett, do you have the questions? Oh, I have them. I'm ready. Oh, dude. They're you know coming, me. I'm always prepared. Dude, they're coming old, dirty bastard style, raw. Oh, boy. Before we get to that old ODB stuff, um, like do you guys like what you did? You guys like what you saw to this week? You kind of touched on it a little bit, and obviously, he was kind of going toe to toe with the Kansas City Chiefs there, and looked pretty good. I thought, you know, this is exactly what you want to see out of a young quarterback towards the end of their rookie season, at least. Yeah, if you I, could buy him in Superflex League, I mean, but you're not going to be able. I mean, maybe somebody's really so. Say right now, Tua, who was our number two QB coming out, where would you slide him in between? Is he behind for you guys, Justin Fields? And I mean, of course, obviously he's behind Trevor Lawrence, but would you rather have Tua or Justin Fields? Garrett, you probably answer this better because you're a Debbie guy. As of right now, I'm still going to go with Tua just because we, we've seen it. And that's, that's the hardest part with all of these guys is we, we don't know where, we don't know where Justin Fields is going to land. We assume it's going to be Jacksonville, but we, we don't know that for, for certain. A lot could change. A lot can happen between then and now. So I, Tua's shown me enough that I think he, at the very worst, can be a capable NFL quarterback. But I think his ceiling is much more than that. I think he could end up, fantasy-wise, being a top-12 quarterback consistently. So I'm, I'm in on Tua, and, yeah, I, would, I wouldn't take him over, over T-Law, but I would over Fields. I'm actually – I'm with you there. I think 
I think I would take him over Fields as well. And, and I'm glad I'm glad that you feel that way as well because it, it's kind of reassuring uh, me a little bit in a move that I made last year in Superflex when I, I traded away next year's first-round draft pick to, to move up to get to it in a Superflex league. And it ended up being a very high pick. It ended up being the second pick overall. Which oh, is wow. So it's basically that deal. Yeah. So it's exactly that deal. And I, and I feel, you know, pretty good about making that move um, after seeing the growth that he's had uh, going along, but also getting the reassurance from you as well. And they're going to have a full offseason this year. The Dolphins have a plethora of pick. They have the uh, Houston Texans first round pick, which is locked in to be a top 10 pick most likely as well. So I would imagine if I if, that they're going to use that pick on a wide receiver. This wide receiver class is so strong. I would love for them to bring in a guy like Lamar Chase or Devontae mm. Smith, someone along those lines to go along. Lamar Chase. With, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I meant to say. I have a speech <laughs> impediment. And to go along with Devontae Parker, who just signed his contract, but he'll be on a rookie contract, and then have Preston Williams as your number three, which is a great spot for Preston Williams and Mike Gesicki. And then at some point in that draft, they have so many picks to use to draft one of these running backs, whether it be bringing a guy like Travis Etienne later with their pick, which will be later, or somewhere in the second round where you may build a guy uh, like Javante or Najee Harris or something along those lines. It, it would be interesting, too, to see him. I would have no problem with Chase just because he's a freaking stud. Uh, but somebody like a, a Rondale Moore or a Jalen Waddle, who's some of those speed threats that would play more out of the slot, then you have your two bigger guys on the outside with – with Williams and Parker, but either way, you're right. They're going to add more weapons to that offense. But Waddle is probably going to slip just because of his injury. Probably he's like, so. He's not going to be ready for pick, the combine. They have a pick in the twenties though. So, but still, I mean, when you're hurt like that, you usually slip a little bit for, for how deep his class is. Are you going to take, yeah, a Bateman or Rondell Moore uh, ahead of, you know, like or Waddle ahead of those guys who can't even practice or put anything on tape or in the field. I mean, he got hurt so early too. I just, I'm not saying it. they won't. I, I could easily see him taking one there. I, it, I just could also see him taking, you know, a stud offensive lineman or a stud defensive player and then taking Waddle at in the 20s. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, Garrett, are you ready to uh, hit us with some of these listener questions? Let's do this. Let's do this. Uh, at Chev Boy RD, my guy, Chev and Nooney over here, what three players do you believe will be on the most championship rosters? What three players do you believe will be on the most championship rosters? I, I think there's one guy that is almost a lock for me in my eyes that has almost carried people into the playoffs. If you have a decent roster and that's Travis Kelsey, you're talking about somebody who is in the top three. Last time I checked, I don't know if it's still that case. Now he led the league in yards yep, and receiving for a tight end, which is insane. So if you get a wide receiver one, which is already somebody can like walk you to a playoffs alone if you have good stuff around him. But if you get that to tight end position and have okay players around him, that player is a game changer at the position. You're literally able to start four. Like if you have like, again, if you imagine my team, I mentioned before, DeAndre Hopkins, D, uh, Tyree Kill, and Robert Woods. And then you add Travis Kelsey in the mix. I have four high end wide receivers. And now those are the kind of players there at 20 to 30 points per game say average 25, you're getting a hundred points just out of those four players. And then you can have average receivers. And if you have a guy like Ryan Tannehill at your quarterback, who's giving you about anywhere from 18 to 27 points per game too, that is a championship caliber team that you just don't need to have that big game get thrown on top of you. You know what I mean? So I think Travis Kelsey for me is one, Matt, you got one. I mean, I think we, we mentioned them earlier, but I, I if you have the combination or if you have either one of these guys, um, 
Aaron Rodgers or Devontae Adams, I think you're doing pretty well for yourself. And I think those guys have done well enough and differentiated themselves enough to, to push you to a playoff spot at least. Absolutely. And I'll, I'll round it out since we've uh, taken one guy from each position so far. The one position that's left is running back, and it's probably going to be Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry's had a great stretch here at the end of the year. Uh, he had another massive game this week, multiple touchdowns. Uh, and his schedule, the next two games are, are still very, very friendly games as well. So chances are he's going to have more than more than one 20 plus point game from here on out. So I think he'll be on a lot of championship rosters. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm ending anything I I will never say anything bad about Derrick Henry ever again. I've done it for two. The feud's over. Know, the feud's over. He's he's one out at this point. You know, again, he started off terrible his first three years. Terrible, Derek. So I, I had a good foot in the stand. Yeah, you had right? a good run. But now for these last couple of years, he's proven that he is a dynamic runner that in the Adrian Peterson mold, right? He doesn't have to be that pass catcher running back to be a high-end running back year in and year out. And I think at least for the next two years, he's still going to be the same guy. And he's going to be a top six fantasy running back. I was wrong. You know what I mean? Uh, he came on late. It's, it's going to show us kind of like that. Mark. We see this every so often. So it's like, again, I always try to use when it comes to dynasty and analysis to, to get my hit rate really high is I like to use – my eyes, but I also like to use not analytics, but analytics in my head of like, what have I seen in the past? Like what, what is the most common thing that I see? And guys like Derrick Henry usually don't end up being what Derrick Henry's doing, but we do see it occasionally guys that start off the first couple of years at running back and not play really well. And then be great. A guy like Mark Ingram was probably the guy before him. So every maybe five or six years, we might see that kind of running back all of a sudden emerge. And I think this time it was Derrick Henry. I've been wrong. He's not, I do not believe any longer he's going to go down or this is like a one, a two year window. I believe he's going to be that four year window guy, which is you can't ask for anything more than that out of a running back. It's just, I would say as if, if I was a Derrick Henry owner, which clearly out of any analyst in all fantasy football or dynasty, I'd be the top of the list of not having any Derrick Henry shares. It's just, it's clear as day. But if I did, I would be very mindful after not this year and not next year, but after a 21 season of selling Derrick Henry. He's going to have a really good track record. He should get you a really, really good return. I've mentioned many times how I, I totally believe in you should always be selling running backs no matter who the player is. I do think Derrick Henry would be a great sell at that point. All right, let's go on to our next question. Uh, at Brett G. 25 asks, I'm eliminated from the playoffs. Are there any deep stashes that might be on the waiver wire that I can pick up before the season ends? On the waiver wire, huh? It depends. It depends because it depends. Like all my leagues are 30 man leagues pretty much. So it's hard to get in there. I would look for a guy like Kelvin Harmon for the Washington football team. Uh, Somebody who I definitely think come in and be that number. It depends what they do in the draft at wide receiver. But I think he could come in and be a number two option for whatever quarterback they have in 2021. He's a receiver we liked a lot coming out in the rookie draft. I think he might be available in some way in deeper leagues uh, or even definitely more shallow leagues. He's been hurt all year. If he's not on somebody's IR, of course. Um, I think Kelvin Harmon's one of the first guy that comes into mind. You guys, you guys got one? Like you said, this is a very, very difficult question because it's so league league specific as far as the setup. Like our, like you said, our, ours are so deep that it's hard. It's almost hard for me to like imagine there being a useful a useful guy on the 
on the waiver wire this time of year in any of the leagues that I am in because they're so deep. And, and so this is, this is a tough one in particular for me to, to kind of drill down to. Yeah, Cause anybody um, worth a damn is going to be on a waiver wire. It's, it's yeah. And, it, and that's why you play dynasty for guys. Like they're gonna be sitting there like, Oh, upside guys for next year. Those guys are in the bottom of people's rosters just sitting there. But right. I think a guy like Kelvin Harmon comes to mind. Like I mentioned before, I would, JJ Taylor, um, just because of the yeah, situation there in, good one. in New England, you know, uh, Jamil, uh, James Jamil White. White, James White, thanks. Um, he's he's likely gone after the season, so that might be a nice guy to pick up. Chad Hansen's put looked pretty good these last couple yep. of weeks for the Houston Texans. We don't know what there was. They have no draft picks at all going into uh, this draft, so they're gonna they're gonna need some help at you know somebody cheap and chad hansen somebody who i liked a lot come okay a lot's a big word but i liked his film coming out i mean I, we talked about him a lot during our rookie yeah, profile absolutely we did yep. and he never put together and he could be one of those slow development players but he's looked good these last couple of weeks he's mm-hmm. a deep stash at the bet you know at best he might he might be somebody you could pick up and get on your waiver wire as well uh two guys that that i like that who knows but there's a shot they could be on your waiver wire bryson hopkins for the rams with gerald everett potentially being a free agent and leaving this year, he would then be the number two tight end. They do a lot of 12 personnel. The other guy, Sammy Watkins, I know is a free agent this year. And I believe Robinson is a free agent as well, but I'd have to double check on that one. But I know for sure Sammy Watkins. So maybe a guy like Byron Pringle uh, could potentially be a decent stash because they've committed a lot of money to a lot of different guys. I don't know that they're going to have a bunch of money to bring in uh, a new receiver there. So it's either going to be somebody they draft or a guy that could come up like uh, Byron Pringle. I mean, it would yeah, a guy like Miko Hardman might might end up filling in into that role as well. But sure, uh, Pring, you know, Pringle would be the guy that's available at this point. All right. Next. All right, on to the next question here. This is from Austin Abbott NFL. Rank these running backs in dynasty PPR leagues: Zeke, Acres, Swift. Zeke, Acres, Swift. I mean, given a, a, a logistic rank, I would go. I, I think it's really easy right now for what Zeke's done to say, oh, Zeke put him behind those guys. But I would still take Zeke first. Uh, Dak coming back next year, offensive line to be healthier next year. And they'll make some moves in the draft in free agency. It is Dallas. So I'd still put Zeke at number one. I'd put Swift at number two. And yeah, Akers has looked great these last couple of weeks. And the Rams are a fantastic run team, but I'm putting Akers at number three. I want all three of them. And, you know, if my team, if I'm looking for the highest upside, that's the thing. If you're looking for the highest upside, it's Zeke. If you're looking for somebody young, it's Zeke. It's all goes back to Zeke. No matter, I'm not going to just come out here and say, oh, I'm not going to put anybody ahead of Zeke just to kind of like make noise and think outside the box. To me, it's Zeke, then Swift, then Akers. I am leaning. I'm actually leaning towards putting Swift first. And, and it is just the, just the, explosiveness I, I i don't see it quite as prevalent as it used to be i know that they have offensive line issues there and the whole team in general is just looking bad in dallas but there's something else going on with zeke as well i don't know if he lost a gear or what but he seems to be a little bit slower um and less explosive than he has been in the past so i'm gonna i'm gonna notch him down just one spot i still think he's a very special running back um and the situation there is going to get better next year um but i think i've seen enough out of swift to put him above zeke at this point for the long uh 
for the long-term view. And, and then Cam, Cam Akers will be third for me. But like you said, I think the most important thing that you said, Rich, was that you want all three of them. And so would I. I think they're all great players and we're kind of nitpicking here. And I have to put them in order. So that's the order. Yeah. And I don't, like I said, it's for dynasty purposes. So I can't, like, if somebody's like, oh, I'm taking Swift, I'm like, well, that's kind of a shocker. You know what I mean? I think the right move in a draft is you, you let, you wait on Swift. And so, so you take the wide receiver instead of Zeke where he would go. And then you and take, take Swift. Back and take, yeah. Then you take Swift, right? You know, that, that's the move. But, but again, if I had to rank them, that's where I'd go. What about you, Garrett? Uh, it's funny because I, I was going through my rankings today and, I, I got to Zeke and, and I, I really struggle with where to put him because you can make a good argument that he's still right around that five. We talked about that two a week ago, two weeks ago, you know, where is he still in the top five? And we kind of got to the point where we're like, eh, probably not. He's probably a spot or two outside, but he's right there. And so you could easily put him around at five, but you know, you can make an argument that he could be all the way down towards closer to 10 at this point with some of some of these younger running backs that are coming up, giving me the extra four years. So it, it's a really tough call for me. I am going to go Swift over him. Then I'll go Zeke. Then I'll go Akers. Well, what's crazy is like Zeke, we can all admit, like it's the, the, the common talk here in Dynasty on social media is like, wow, Zeke's having a terrible year. Zeke's got all these problems. No Dak Prescott, no offensive line. Zeke's still number running back seven overall in the year. Still running back seven overall. He's only 25 years old. And he's got all these problems going on, but he's still running back 27 on the year because he's the bell cow back. And th- I think that's the one thing you got to put merit in as well. Like he's the bell cow back. We don't know if Cam Akers will be the bell cow back. It's kind of hard to imagine DeAndre Swift being a bell cow back. I think he can do it, but I always imagine that he'd have somewhat of a committee through there. So for me, the fact that Zeke is still running back number seven on a year in PPR leagues just kind of kind of proves that point a little bit more. I think it's more just that everybody thinks Zeke's is having this like terrible, god awful year. It's just the problem is he's not having that Zeke year. You know what I mean? I'm not buying Zeke for his price tag, but again, I think I think some of that hate. I think Zeke's a really good buy opportunity sure. at the same time, just because there's so much hate going on him. But it's more of the off season move more than anything else. Yep, I get you. All right, let's go on to our next question here. We have uh, Donger Metrics uh, asks, does the usage of Stefan Diggs, uh, or does the usage that Stefan Diggs had in Minnesota, in, in quotations here, uh, or in parentheses here, lack of target consistency scare you at all about Justin Jefferson going forward specifically regarding his ceiling. So basically what happened with Diggs? Are we worried that that same type of thing could happen with Justin Jefferson? A hundred percent not because Kevin Stefanski was the offensive coordinator then, right? He is now the offensive coordinator in Cleveland and head coach in Cleveland, which you could argue you should be worried about Odell Beckham, not Justin Jefferson. You want to know why? Because Justin Jefferson is doing just fine in Minnesota. He's wide receiver number nine on the year as a rookie, and he didn't even get more than four targets till week four. So, no, I'm not worried about Justin Jefferson in the least bit. We've had a big conversation about Justin Jefferson last week. If you missed the show, go back, and you can hear me just uh, joins Matt's bad bandwagon of the love, discussion, the euphoric love I have for Justin Jefferson. So, I, it's a different offensive coordinator. Again, teams evolved right. every single year. So I'm more worried about Odell Beckham than I am Justin Jefferson. And that's why I would draft Justin Jefferson significantly higher 
than Odell Beckham. And I would move Odell Beckham down because I'd be more worried about his situation and his target share in Cleveland because, again, that's the offensive corner that you had to be worried about Diggs. So I'm not worried about Justin Jefferson at all. You said it perfectly, my friend. I can't say it any better. Wow. It's hard for me to say anything perfectly. So that's amazing. <laughs> no, I'm, it, we're three for three. I'm not worried about it at all either. I think, I think Justin Jefferson has cemented himself as – I mean, you could argue he's already the number one there. I know Thielen still in title is the number one. But at this point, we, we see the writing on the wall. And by 2021, that's going to be a clear changing of the guard. But while we're on this question, Matt, interesting uh, statistic this, uh, this week came up. Stefan Diggs, not a single game below 10 PPR points this year. How about Listen, that for consistent? That's weird. Yeah. Uh, if I could be wrong me, about Derrick Henry, you could be wrong about Stefan Diggs. Turf he's shown me a lot this, this past year in, a new, in the new surroundings. No, he hasn't. Should we buy you a jersey? <laughs> I'm not going to – I'll throw a jersey up. If you buy it for me, I'll throw it up. <laughs> so I've moved him up significantly in my rankings. He, he is a better, and he's been much more consistent. He hasn't had any of the nicks and bruises that slowed him down in, in uh, Minnesota. So I – count me one foot onto the bandwagon. <laughs> he still can't do it. <laughs> I'm like, I got one foot on him, hopping on the other one. That's – that's as good as you're going to get. You know, another reason not to be worried about the Minnesota offense, their running back is the number two overall running back in PPR leagues. Justin Jefferson is running back or wide receiver number nine in PPR leagues. Adam Thielen is wide receiver number 11 in PPR leagues. Mm -hmm. They have the number two overall running back and two wide receiver, top 11 wide receiver ones in offense. So there's nothing to be worried about and, whatsoever. Well, let, me see where, uh, let me see where Kirk Cousins stands. I was, say, I was just going to say, he's actually been surprising. He's a QB1, good he's QB12 overall. And QB, listen, this offense has made Kirk Cousins a QB1. Again, <laughs> it's the perfect time for miracles right around this Christmas time. I don't know if you celebrate it, but if you don't, it's still that time for miracles. You can't stop that. Look at Kirk, Kirk Cousins, QB12, QB1. Proof, proof. Uh, AKA Captain Average is a QB1. I mean, that's crazy. Holy man. <laughs> Cowboys and Indians. Kirk Cousins QB1. Just when I thought I couldn't. See. 2020, what a year. Am I right? Am I right, guys? Wow. Look at this guy out here slinging it. Garrett, next question. Or I go, my head's going to explode. Holy uh, man. Andy Barrett, NFL, asks How much has this season impacted Debo? and Godwin's value in Dynasty. They seem to be getting more and more injury-prone. Should we still be targeting these two as a buy? And if so, for how much? Yeah, I mean, anytime anybody gets hurt, it's a buy window. Definitely when they're good players. Debo Samuel, you know, being hurt all year, different injuries, it's somewhat of a concern. But I think, I think I'm throwing all that off, off the table this year for 2020 with no, you know, practices, no preseason, a lot of soft tissue things like another hamstring. It's just... You're trying to force yourself to come back to get some playing time this year. Say, you know, hey, is Saquon Barkley not a top five running back because he tore his ACL? No, I'm not. I'm not. Frank Gore tore both of his ACLs before he even came an injury, and the guys played longer than dinosaurs been alive. So, no, I'm not worried about it. For this year, I look at the, every injury as a buy-in opportunity. That's how I look at it. Let's get to 2021. And then if it continues, then, hey, I got burned a little bit. But still, I think when they're on the field, they're going to produce. And – Right now, there's already talk in Tampa Bay that Tampa Bay is franchising Chris Godwin. Like They're not going to let him leave. So that's how much they think of Chris Godwin and want a part of this offense, even though they're paying Mike Evans good money. I mean, I'd be, uh, as far as Chris Godwin's concerned, I'd be more concerned that Tom Brady's going to be there, which seems to be killing his value than, than his injury history. Um, so 
I know that he's been nicked up. I, he, he had he had a finger issue as well, correct? That he had surgery on, so that's been slowing him down a bit. That's got to be tough to do as a receiver too, broken finger and still out there catching passes. Like you got to give him some respect for that. Yeah, absolutely. Put some respect on that, Matt. And Tom Brady is QB number eight overall. So I don't even know what you're talking about. Tom Brady holding him back. The guy had one of the best deep ball passes last week as well. But he went through a stretch of like four games where he didn't complete a single pass downfield. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and guess what, Matt? He's stretching, and that's why he's not hurt. Okay. <laughs> I just I, I think it's just a different, a, a slightly different offense under under Tom Brady, and I think it's evident. You know, you can look at Mike Evans and and Chris Godwin's numbers and, and see the see the value dip a little bit there. Oh yeah, I'm a Godwin owner in a league, and I miss James Winston badly. But exactly. you know, hey, Tom Brady can't play forever. Okay, he's no, not he Frank can't. Gore. He's not Frank Gore. <laughs> No, I'm not. I'm not worried about Godwin at all. I, th- I I agree. This is a good buying opportunity. I am starting to get the slightest bit concerned about Debo. That was his biggest thing coming out of school was all of the injuries, and then injured rookie season, injury riddled sophomore season. It he's, it does. He's very a physical. Bit. He's very physical as well, which he might is. lend himself to to more injuries. And now Brandon Ayuk is in there, and he's and he's played he's really playing well, playing really well. So yeah, this is going to be one of those. I guess situations to monitor if you're a Debo Samuel um, shareholder. I guess the nice part though it's is close. I, I feel like the price is probably really cheap at the moment though, so mm. it might be worth the risk. Yeah, uh, yeah absolutely. Because when he's yeah, when I'm he's there, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, right. yeah, in the video, I thought Garrett was trying to milk a cow, so I'm like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> grab those udders, those Debo udders. Look at me, you, hey, you were in Amish country today. I was uh-huh. in Amish country today. Pulled up right next to Eli Yoder's buggies. He had two of those bad boys. Uh, that's where I got my dog in Amish country. Drove two and a half hours to the Amishville, uh, which I'm not worried about. <laughs> I'm not worried about them hearing this. So I'm not, you know what I mean? It is what it is. I know, it is. But it's like, you know, my kids never saw it. My, my one son's like, I could live like this. I'm like, dude, you're on your iPad all of the time. You would be, <laughs> you after like, after turning that butter and milking those cows and picking up that horse poo, like you're, you'd be, you'd be begging me to come home can't live like this okay is that the, is that the same son that, came, that the other day when we came over you're yelling oh, at them yeah. to give the ipad back and he was i don't have it yeah, yeah, yeah and then yeah. and then it was under his pillow yeah yeah that kid would be a cyborg if he could yeah. somebody loves electronics so yeah i'm not gonna but listen mrs yoder made me some cookies mm. oh and listen great I, I have nothing against amish they could do they don't have to listen to watch football it's just i can never live that life that's just me personally so i'm biased it's a personal I, choice. Yeah. If you're like, hey, I'm taking away electronics. I'm like, ah, I guess that's not too bad. I mean, I can't do a podcast anymore. But they're like, oh, wait, I can't watch the Browns? Blasphemy. Moving on to the next uh, organize, organization. Thank you. Uh-huh. Thank you. All Sorry right. if you're Amish and I offended you. I, don't, I do love the Amish. They make great furniture. and They're very, very nice people. Yeah. All right. I'm not even fully sure I can say this uh, name. So we're just going to read the question. Uh, who is who is your favorite of this year's rookie running backs? Uh, and would you be willing – it says, can you trade them for good value this offseason? I'm guessing he's asking, can you get them for a decent value? I don't know. Um, so we'll, we'll go with that. Who's your favorite rookie running back this year at this point? It doesn't have to be the guy that you pick preseason, but right now, who's your favorite one? And what would you pay? What would you think would be the right price to pay for them? Matt, you go first. I've gone first for this whole 40 minutes. So I feel like I normally do. And I'm just a mic hog. 
and you are you, know, you are a mic hog. Um, my, easier my, to do when you're not here in front of me. I just feel like I gotta keep talking. My favorite um, rookie running back is DeAndre Swift, and I think it was one of these things where I've come complete full circle. You know, when I was watching his tape last before the 2019 draft, we were we were saying, "Wow, this I cannot wait till DeAndre Swift comes out." And, and, you know, the lead up to the draft, it was the same old, same old where we had him at, at number one the entire time. And then he, then he slid back for reasons, you know, dumb reasons that he got drafted to the Detroit Lions that we just didn't like the situation as much. But now I think that he's finally gotten a chance to show um, the NFL and show all of us exactly what he can do. I brought him all the way back up to the top of my ranks here for, for running backs. Um, and he's the one that I want. I see the, the most upside for going forward as well. My answer is, and I know this is not the answer anyone wants to hear. It's all of the above. This is probably the best running back class we've seen since the Saquon Barkley, Christian McCaffrey class. And you could argue, Nick Chubb, you could argue this could even be better in the long term. I mean, the one guy who wasn't even drafted in most rookie drafts and James Robinson is running back number four overall. You have uh, Antonio Gibson, the guy who was drafted then, probably second to last. He's running back 10 overall. Jonathan Taylor, who we were arguing for the 1-1 to 1-2, who took a big bump for the Colts, has been absolutely dynamic since about week seven on. He's moved himself into a running back one as well. He's running back number 12 overall. And then the other guys, we... The top three guys, besides Clyde Edwards-Alaire, who I, I would probably pick if you say, hey, you still got to pick one, I'd probably still lean Clyde Edwards because right now that you take Le'Veon Bell out of the mix, he's still getting a majority of the carries, majority of the passing. I really like him with a full offseason with the Chiefs coming into next year on that five-year deal. So I still like Clyde Edwards-Alaire, number one. But then, again, the, the other two guys we love the most haven't even gotten their shot to be the guy yet, technically like, J.K. Dobbins, and DeAndre Swift. They're going to be 2021 running back ones. So right now we're looking at James Robinson, running back one. Uh, Antonio Gibson is a running back one. Jonathan Taylor is a running back one. And then Clyde Edwards-Alaire is running back 14, but he's been a running back one for most of the year. So that's four guys right there at that running back one uh, average. DeAndre Swift is currently running back 22, which is he's only played 10 games, which is crazy in itself. He's running back 22. He's a running back two in that format. So we're talking about you add DeAndre Swift into it and you add J.K. Dobbins as the full-time guy. We have potentially in one draft class, six running back ones. That is absolutely unheard of. The go with Alvin Kamara, Dalvin Cook, Derrick Henry. Cream Hunt is a running back one right now, has been all year, but you know he might get forced out. But then Zeke Elliott as well, so that's four. Josh Jacobs is still running back one. That's five who we looked as a running back one. And then you're going to bring back guys, Christian McCaffrey. You're going to bring back Sa Saquon Barkley. So that's seven right there that aren't those rookie class. You take them, throw them on top of these rookies. That's 13 guys who I like as running back ones. And then Travis Etienne can land with a, guy, a team like the Pittsburgh Steelers, and he could be a running back one, which is like 14. So And, and you didn't even mention Cam Makers, who's blown up the past few weeks. And I haven't mentioned Cam Akers, who's been blowing up these last couple of weeks as well. <laughs> I so, like this this look, Rich. And, I don't and, know what to do with my hands. And uh, somebody <laughs> else who's been hurt all year, too, who just signed a good deal, and Austin Eckler, right? I'm just getting voluptuous, Matt. Austin Eckler as well, who is a running back one. So he's, what, number nine on top of these seven rookies. So we're going to have 18 16. running back ones. This has turned into tight ends. Yes. I'm, I'm just saying I, I have never seen 
this much talent at such a young age in dynasty fantasy football at running back. It's just even more so of why you should just grab some of these elite receivers because in round three, listen, you grab two stud receivers or you grab a stud tight end and a good receiver in a state you're doing a startup early. And then don't worry about taking that, you know, Christian McCaffrey one overall, just go ahead and get two running back ones or two high end upside young running backs in rounds three and four and back to back picks. It's just, I've never seen this. We've always been struggling to find guys that offer that upside that are because we're, we're begging for that youth and dynasty, right? We're just begging for the running back position. And now it's everywhere. And we'd even mention guys like Aaron Jones, Chris Carson. We didn't even mention Joe those guys. Mixon. Joe, we didn't even mention Joe Mixon. I mean, guys. So, so Rich, is it safe to say insane. that this, that this running back class that, that just came in, is going to change the landscape of, of the running back conversation for the next few years and kind of bump some guys down that we had up for sure. Um, I mean, previously for sure. And there's like still you said, more, Joe, like you said, guys like Joe, Joe Mixon, Mixon gets yeah. a bump down because like his value is just not, it's too much higher than some of these young guys, or maybe that's moved, but guys, David Montgomery, I know he had the easiest fantasy schedule. We talked about this a couple of weeks ago, Garrett, you know, you brought up, he had the easiest schedule the rest of the year. He's looked absolutely great. These couple of weeks as well, where we thought, Hey, the Chicago Bears were not going to have David Montgomery as a running back next year as they get a new quarterback. Right now, why wouldn't you have David Montgomery in there? He's running back number nine on the year as well. And David Montgomery is a, an afterthought in this conversation, right? But he's still a guy who's extremely young. And again, we just talked about Derrick Henry earlier. Not every running back just comes on the scene and is instantly dynamic. David Montgomery has done that lately as well. So you're right, Matt. It's, it's, it's kind of changed – that you know, when you're playing dynasty, that changes the worth of some of the higher end guys, like the Alvin Kamara's, the Dalvin Cooks, because what you have to pay to get those guys is an arm and a leg. And it's like, okay, well, maybe I could pay a little bit less for a Cam Akers. I could pay less now for J.K. Dobbins than what it could be the next year. And you can argue, you know, J.K. Dobbins was what our one A coming into this pre-draft class. He, he might, out of every name we just mentioned, be the worth worth the least out of all those guys, value wise. At the moment. I mean, yeah. it definitely could be, but the dude last night, I mean, he's, he's given safeties concussions because he's running them over. Like, I mean, he's. Thank you for that, by the way, too. Sandejo can't get off my team quick enough. I know, right? But yeah, this is, this is a very good class. And we mentioned it before. 20, oh, 2021. I didn't mention Nick Chubb. Oh, you didn't mention Nick Chubb? I didn't even mention He could be a top Chubb. five guy right now. How dare you? You see what I mean? I'm pulling him left and right. We just made 24 running back ones. It's that good. <laughs> Uh, but 21, we mentioned it before 21 is not going to have a lot and 22 is not going to have a lot. We're, right. Like we'll be really happy if we get three solid running backs at each class, like we'll be very excited. So, uh, that all that's, the, we're going to need this. All the so trade trade for the, the 2021, 2020 guys, because all the rest are turds. all the Melvin Gordon owners just had like a tear just fall down their eye. Like, <laughs> He's worth nothing. Kenyon Drake owners, like who's running back 15 Kenyon Drake owners. Oh no. Ronald Jones truthers like, ah, look at him. He's running back uh, number 13 on the year. He's still really good. You're like, Oh no, there's more. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but there's guys like that that we're like, that we're not even talking that we didn't mention, you know what I mean? That are still guys that, are, that hold value at the running back position. So sure. Yeah, there's 36 running back ones. Get them while they're hot. <laughs> All right. Uh, from our guy. Oh, this this one's directed at me. Fire Medic 27. Do do I love Cam Akers yet? I still don't love Cam Akers. I still think there's a lot of risk involved. Has he looked really good the past two weeks? Absolutely. 
Am I more interested? Absolutely. This was something we talked about. Preseason was, it's the biggest risk-reward guy. We're seeing the reward mm-hmm. at the moment, but there's still a ton of risk. The, the, the holes that he was running through were massive on Thursday night. We'll see what happens when he's playing some better defenses and things like that. But my interest is definitely much higher than it was three weeks ago. And, and that's the thing. Um, when you watched his tape, he was a guy that he, didn't, he wasn't the most instinctful runner and couldn't navigate through um, traffic very well. So it makes sense that he has a big game when these large gaping holes, because yep. he's got a ton of athleticism. For sure. Um, and and he, he's very fast and, and knows what to do in the open field with the ball. I just don't think he's creative, and I don't think he has a lot of natural running instincts. So yep. we'll see. Time will tell whether this this past week was an aberration or kind of more of the norm and they and they do a really you know maybe they do a really good job of scheming and get them wide open spaces who knows right all right we we, we got time for a couple more but before we do i gotta give you a word because i gotta give you a word from our one of our sponsors it's almost christmas time and you need to celebrate this christmas by giving a loved one something they can really use and some of those things you might give them are you know, like material things that they might like for a little while and then come by the wayside, but why not give them a gift of something that can help their lives from all different aspects. And it's eagle to, easy to Google what these aspects be. For me personally, um, it's, it's less inflammatory in my muscles and a little bit more energy. And that's my friends at Bud's Butter CBD company. Their CBD oil helps me a lot. Putting a little of that in my coffee, the hazelnut oil. Um, in the morning, just it helps me a lot. Be I'm 41, but taking Bud's Butter and the CBD oil helps me feel like I'm still in my 20s. And Bud Butter, Bud's Butter is a family-owned CBD company that specializes in farming, processing, and producing high-quality CBD products at an affordable price. Bud's Butter has been in the CBD industry since 2017, and they have a wide variety of CBD products, giving their customers a tastier way to cook and bake with CBD. Tanner and Levi Buds are brothers, owners, and longtime Dynasty Nerd listeners. They are running their largest sale of the season just for you nerds with the code NERD30. You can get 30% off your Buds Butter order with that NERD30 code. 30%? That is huge. Just in time to put a couple extra bucks back in your pocket this holiday season to give yourself, uh, to give yourself some gifts, maybe for yourself, maybe like a Dynasty Nerd t-shirt. You never know. They have holiday gift baskets out of their products you can purchase as a perfect gift for your friends and family. Bud's Butter has some new products they have rolled out as well. They now have their THC-free broad-spectrum tinctures and hard candies that contain 0% THC. This sale runs today um, until I know it's the 30th of they're extending that as well. So check them out, budsbutter.com. That's B-U-D-Z, butter.com. Check them out today. I use it. Matt uses it. Garrett, have you tried it? They never gave me mine. Oh, well. <laughs> so that's a no. So that would be a no. <laughs> I'm running low, so it's uh, – We'll reorder. Listen, right. I'm not going to see you in a couple of weeks, so 2021, so things are not looking good. But my friend Tanner and Levi, I'll, I'll put a little uh, phone call in for you. There we you go. might be feeling great too, no, Garrett. Got it. So, knows a guy. I still got to get the rest of my T-shirts too. I forgot to get them last time. We'll talk about that another day. How about we, how about we talk about it next year, Garrett? Give us a couple more questions as we get through <laughs> right, the show. Last two questions. Nerd just, we, have a, we have a nerd herd show to do as well. We have a lot to talk about there as well. There's we so do. much to talk about. There's two so two talk more about. questions and then we'll wrap it up. Uh, this is from 83 Eric P. How do you adjust your player pick values for a 14-team league versus a 12-team league, specifically super flex? 
are picks more or less valuable depending on where they're at? Yeah, I, I certainly feel picks. If, if I'm a contender, my first round pick gets extremely less valuable. Um, and, and seconds to me are even more so. Like I love to package my first and second and four team leaguers and for a proven player because proven players are hard to come by. And in super flex, you know, again, there's only 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. And not all those guys are good. So if you're in a 14-team league, that means your odds are starting 28 quarterbacks at any given time, which means most of the league only has two quarterbacks. So when I do a super flex 14-team startup, my number one goal is try to get three young quarterbacks because those guys would be worth their weight in gold down the road. I mean, if I have a guy who is just a middle-of-the-road um, quarterback, you know, let me bring a guy up here. No, he's a quarterback one, Garrett. But a guy like say, <laughs> Jimmy, hey, Jimmy G. No, no, Jimmy, Jimmy G. Yeah. So, so all of a sudden now in the league, their quarterback gets hurt, or they just want that second quarterback. You offer Jimmy G. your first because you're a contender, and now they have right? another hurt quarterback, Nick Mullins. Yeah, yes. <laughs> but you, then you take Jimmy G. and you offer your first and second. Right? Those are really good dynasty picks. You are pretty much you're making a dynamite move there. You know what I mean? Like you're making a big time move. And we just mentioned there's 36 running back ones. So I, you, you can wait and grab those quarterbacks. And the fact that you're taking those quarterbacks in the first three rounds as well is pushing the draft that way is, you know, you're forcing other people's hands by every time you take a quarterback, it's one less. Oh, I got to get a quarterback, a super flex. So the guy who took Christian McCaffrey early or Devonte Adams early, by the time it gets back to him, he's going back to back quarterbacks. So there's still be a good young influx of talent at the, at, at all position guys like Justin Jefferson, we mentioned guys like these running backs, like Deandre Swift will be there a little bit later. So that's for me, my draft picks are worth way less. And honestly, even in rookie drafts in a 14 teamer, like I'm, I'm always taking a proven player over those and then quarterbacks, quarterbacks, quarterbacks and super flex. Cause it's just, it's supply and demand at its thinnest there in a 14 teamer. Well, the and one it thing would definitely drastically change the value of like if you had the 101 or 102, right. all of a sudden, like, yes, that's crazy valuable in 12 team, but now you have to pay even more to try to get up to that spot. Like, you would have to give up most of your team to get I wouldn't up even to. sell. I wouldn't even sell because Trevor Lawrence, like a guy like Trevor Lawrence, would right. be even worth more down the road. You know what I mean? That guy, he's like, he has a chance to be Pat Mahomes in the 14 team. Again, you're getting whatever you want. You're getting two quarterbacks and a player. Yep. So, yeah, that was going to be my exact point. I think it's weighted. Um, if you're up high, they're very, very valuable. And once you get back towards the back end, you're basically picking in the second round. Obviously, with the super flex edition, if you don't need a quarterback, it can still hold a little bit of value because some guys will slide. But so that's a little bit of a tricky, uh, I guess, question because that's very dependent on, on needs there. But uh, if you don't need a quarterback, those, those back end first round draft picks can still hold some value. All right, last but not least – at Demers 85, did Lamar really take a poop last night? I was at the game. He said he didn't take a poop. It was really cramping. We saw that video of him clinching those butt cheeks and shooting some out of the way. You don't look too cramped there. You're like you're hurting in the chocolate highway, buddy. So um, <laughs> I wish you would have just held it in for literally 30 seconds more or uh, one more minute. And then my brother just not have McSorley get hurt. Yeah, I mean, thanks to the chef who mixed his meal that day. You did your best. It helped uh, a little bit, but he definitely was pooping. He commented. He commented. He said, "You guys are tripping," and he was like, "Had the, the crying, like laughing so hard that he was crying emoji." Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, I, yeah. I wasn't taking a 
poop emoji. Yeah. Like, We're tripping. So. You're pooping, <laughs> which is crazy because that, that puts me at two poop games. Because I was at the Ohio State uh, Penn State game where Joe Paterno Wait. ran out the field early and he oh, yeah. had to go poop. I was yep. at that game in person too. <laughs> I was living in Columbus on campus at the time. So yeah, two poop uh, games. I've been Crap at two poop games. What we're Look at me. To call you. Look at me, <laughs> Mister Mister Turd Ferguson. Yeah. Doing my little mojo on the, on the opposing team. Like, hey, Joe Paterno. How's that corn churning, huh? Yeah. yeah. I think that's just old man syndrome there. Uh, Lamar Jackson. Not with Lamar. Not Lamar. So, well, that's it. Ever, good luck if you're still in the playoffs. Uh, hope, hope you come away and get those. What, what's, next, what's next week? The finals? Next week's yeah. the finals. Oh, my goodness. I'm in, uh, I'm in five semifinals league games. It'll be, it'll be semi, right? Week 15. This, this is, is this this yeah, week this coming week. is week fifteen. Yeah, good luck. And for semis. our next show, it'll be. Oh, for the next show, gotcha. I I misunderstood what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Yep. semis gotcha. week, Matt. You know, you go by the semis, you do this little uh, horn, the horn move. Yeah. Uh, hey guys, um, so good luck to everybody. Again, we met. We'll be back next week with our guys who did good that we didn't think were be good, and guys that didn't do good that we thought should have been good show. And are they buys? Are they sells? Will they be good again next year? Will they be bad again next year? Don't know, but we'll let you know next week. And remember, after that show, we will be off for a week to celebrate the new year and the holidays. Absolutely. Mike Williams, I love you. (laughs) I'll do next week, nerds. (laughs) Adios.